0: Benifer is back, Brad and Jen are friends again, and Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone, and this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's the full go presented by FanDuel. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG.
0: This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Chicago everywhere, check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man. Jason Goff.
2: Three times a week with Jason Goff.
1: His mood is elevated. (laughs) He is
3: feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the full go. Love the full go. The full
1: go. The full go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about.
4: What up, world? You're listening to the Full Go with Jason Goff, presented by the Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. Welcome into episode
1: 62 of the Full Go Podcast with Jason Goff, brought to you by The Ringer. Of course, you know what Spotify is. Of course, it's Jesse Lopez, Chris Tannehill, Steve Cerruti, the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti lurking in the background. And we're still in L.A. It's Super Bowl week live here in L.A. Uh, been doing interviews live on Radio Row from Los Angeles Convention Center. And while we're talking football, while we're talking L.A., The NBA drops a bombshell on us, and Adrian Wojnarowski, a Woj bomb, just went off at, what, noon L.A. time? So, 2 p.m. Central. The 76ers and the Nets struck a deal for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks for James Harden. And, of course, the Brooklyn Nets had to create some roster space, so they moved around some players, right? They, they shipped out uh, DeAndre Bembry, if I'm not mistaken, who I, I really, really uh, think is a, a defensive piece for them, but DeAndre Bembry is a guy you can, uh, you know, deem expendable when you're talking about getting talents like the Brooklyn Nets got. For me, and, and I heard my man John Yastrzemski on the New York, New York podcast. By the way, make sure you listen to New York, New York, especially in these moments when news is breaking. He uh he he went in a good 25, 30 minutes in the green room. I sat right next to him listening, waiting for people to come over on Radio Row. Uh, he went in about it being a win-win for both teams. And I see it like this. If Joel Embiid is playing at the level that he's playing at right now, you have to to maximize that window, right? Because who knows? With his feet, with his knee, um, he's had a bunch of injuries over the last few years, and this this finite amount of time where he's going to be healthy and he's playing at at a premium level, you got to put somebody next to him. That roster wasn't going to win a championship, especially with Ben Simmons sitting on the sideline. Now you get James Harden and you give up so much. If James Harden wants to play in Philadelphia and is healthy, I think the Philadelphia 76ers are an NBA contender, but still behind the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'll tell you why. I'm probably the last person that believes Ben Simmons is, the commodity that I thought he was. And I still think he can get back to it now. There's a lot going on. Rich Paul uh, of Clutch Sports told... Uh, ESPN that Ben Simmons is eager to join the Nets and ramp up for a return to play this season Paul says quote we've got work to do to get him back to play but it's a great step in the right direction unquote so when I hear that I'm thinking alright is he, is, he, is he in basketball shape after being off all this time it's the only way you get in basketball shape is to play basketball right I mean you can do all the cardio you want but it's hard to simulate what's actually going to happen in the game and especially in this playoff run that he's going to be dropped in right he's got no preseason he's got no regular season and now Now, after the All-Star break, is going to be the playoff stretch run where teams are ramping up, rotations are shortening. uh, You're trying to figure out how and who likes to play with what, which weaknesses are going to be uh, covered up, which which strengths are going to be accentuated. And you only got 20 or so games to find that out. And Kevin Durant is out with an MCL strength. But if everything happens the way that I think it should, with a guy who's got a new lease on basketball life, I, I I still love Ben Simmons as a basketball player. And I know, I know he's got some tremendous flaws. But if you're going to tell me the guy who's assisted on more uh, three-point shots over the last two years, I believe than only two players in the league, I believe he's third in three-point assists in the last couple of years, okay, give him Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and Patty Mills, Right and of course Joe Harris, that injury situation is is bleak at at best. But Ben Simmons is a dude who can defend one through five. Still, is still a terrific pick and roll player. Is still a guy who offensively has enough there. Right, it's enough, and it's is teetering on not enough, but it's still enough. It, it's it's a player who is I think of this new era of basketball where there's so much emphasis on three-point shooting and there's so much emphasis on lead guards being able to get you 20, 22, 23 points on any given night that he gets devalued for not being the three-point shooter and not being the guy who's looking to score. I wonder how Jason Kidd would have been thought of in this modern-day NBA where you have a guy who is is not a good shooter but wasn't reluctant to shoot. And and that's the problem with Ben. I know. We, we all know the scouting report. I just can't give up on a dude who's a three-time All-Star and one of the better defenders in the league at 25 years old. And you slot him into—and I saw a Philadelphia 76ers fan tweet at the Brooklyn Nets because, you know, you, you look at Twitter and you're trying to figure out what the, uh, the overall temperature on, on the trade is. There's a lot of people, oh, he's going to be the fourth or fifth option there, too. Well, guess what? It's perfect for him. It's perfect for him. You got a six eleven, six foot ten point guard, right, who is as fast with the ball as anybody in the league, as athletic as anybody in the league with the ball, and on top of it is as terrific vision. Now, the dude has top ten vision in the game. So now you you don't have to have Kyrie Irving dominate the basketball as much. You don't have to have Kevin Durant dominate the basketball as much. And those two guys off the ball where the defense doesn't know and you, you're gonna pay your your select attention to him, but it's a lot different than having all five sets of eyes on the ball, bringing it up every time. I think this is going to work wonders for Kyrie Irving in the games that he you know, decides to play because he's still not vaccinated. And, of course, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant defensively is one of the better players in the game, but he has to ramp it up in the fourth quarter, sometimes being on the hardest cover for a couple of possessions. And so those possessions can be taken away at times because Ben Simmons is going to be guarding the toughest cover every night. And I just can't wait. I cannot wait for James Harden and and Joel Embiid to, to to try to figure this thing out on the fly because the pressure is on the Philadelphia 76ers. The pressure is on Daryl Morey, right? Daryl Morey and the process and all these other things that we've talked about over the last five, six, seven years, well, he's fallen in love with, with James Harden once again, and now he's paired him with the best big man in the league and arguably the best player in the league. The Their championship Pressure involved and giving up Seth Curry and giving up Andre Drummond, you know, two of the I I won't because Seth Curry is in depth, but two of the reasons why the Philadelphia 76ers are not only uh, staying afloat, but we're thriving over these last couple of weeks. Seth Curry, not just analytically, but just watching the game is one of the better basketball players in the game. And I'm not talking about top 20, top 25, top 30, but the gravity that he has, the, the, the gravitational pull that that dude moves with because of the shooter that he is. He, if, if, if Seth Curry is in the corner, that means that short corner, you got nobody to hedge, you got nobody to dig because you can't leave a shooter like that. And on top of it, he's a terrific ball handler. Seth Curry and Steph Curry aren't just shooters. They're guys who can put the ball on the floor. And what he's, what he's done with that push dribble and keeping guys on their hip and attacking drop defenses like we saw when those 76ers played the Bulls last week, that now is going to be in Brooklyn. So you got Patty Mills, you got Kyrie Irving, you got Seth Curry all on the floor sometimes. And on top of that, you're going to have Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant at six foot 6'10", 6'11", 7 feet, as your front court in your small ball lineups. I was afraid of the Brooklyn Nets when it was James Harden and it was Kevin Durant and it was Kyrie Irving. I think I'm more afraid of the Brooklyn Nets now than I was when this big three was put together. The only issue is, if I'm Kevin Durant, I am out of here as soon as I possibly can be. Kyrie Irving, he pulled a Kyrie Irving on you. You know, whether you want to call it a flake move, letting down your teammates, whatever the case may be, is is his body, is his choice, all that good stuff. And Kevin Durant has said it. But Kevin Durant also knows when it's time to go. He knew when it was time to go in Oklahoma City. He knew when it was time to go in Golden State. And I think now, seeing what's happened with James Harden and Kyrie Irving and all of them landing in Brooklyn and only playing 16 basketball games together. Yeah. If, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets and Brooklyn Nets fans. Yeah. G- you're going to get a big face full of Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving in the future. Cause I'm out of this piece. And there's nothing for me to stay here for. N- Brooklyn really doesn't embrace the, the, the city of New York. I should say, doesn't embrace that team. Uh, never will they embrace that team the way they, they do the Knicks. And, and you know, you listen to John Yastrzemski's spot, it's not even a tenth of the fan support that the Knicks get. So, uh, Kevin, you've had your time in New York. Enjoy yourself, you know, maybe this year, next couple of years, whatever the case may be. But I think Kevin Durant's days in Brooklyn are numbered. So, Ben Simmons, you're now going to be wearing the black and white. Hopefully, uh, he's he's got himself together in a, in a better mental space. And I say that not only as a basketball fan, but, you know, as a person who just wants people to— To feel good about themselves. And let's face it, Ben Simmons could not have been feeling good about himself. I don't care what kind of front you put up. I don't care what you throw on Instagram when you're not able to do what you love. It's going to hurt you at some point. You're going to go to some places that aren't comfortable. And I can only imagine what's been happening. Basketball players play basketball. And the fact that he's missed 50 some odd games into a season in the middle of his prime or the beginning of his prime, that's got to be a, a dark point. So We get the guy back on the basketball court. We get a chance to see him mix with his new teammates. And Chicago Bulls fans, the Bulls not making any moves. I understand if you're upset, but what would they give up? If you've been listening to this pod, you understand they need everything that's on their roster. And to give up Kobe White and to give up Patrick Williams or whoever else to get a Jeremy Grant who's going to be a free agent or to get some backup big who's only going to help you maybe for this year. And even if it's long term, you're still giving up two lottery pick players or one of the other. I, I understand why Mark Eversley and, of course, uh, Arturis Karnashov is going to wait for the buyout market. It just... It sucks to see big men like Serge Ibaka going uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks or Andre Drummond going to the Brooklyn Nets. Not not to mention some of these bigger names that have gone through this crazy trade, trade deadline with C.J. McCollum going to the New, o- New Orleans Pelicans and Dennis Schroeder going to the Houston Rockets and people thinking that Dennis Schroeder maybe had a, a landing spot in Chicago. Bulls fans... They kept their powder dry. We'll see how dry it is because the buyout market will yield some talent. But I've been telling you for a week and a half, two weeks now on this pod. I didn't think the Bulls were going to make any splashy moves, and they didn't. End up, they ended up making no moves at all. And now the buyout market presents itself, but. That Brooklyn thing—if—if if this was a video game, and we all know it's not a video game—but if you were to input Ben Simmons next to <laughs> next to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and say, "Grab the sticks," I'd be worried. If—if if I was playing with the Bulls, I would be worried. Defensively, you don't have a, a lot of guys that are able to cover those three players individually. And now that all three are on the same team, there's a different dynamic. Uh, there's a different understanding. James Harden has moved on. Ben Simmons is now a part of that thing. Who knows how long Kevin Durant will be there, and who knows what Kyrie Irving's going to do day-to-day. All I know is Bulls fans, mm, it's getting getting a little hairy in the Eastern Conference, and the one through six think they can win this thing, and I'm thinking right now, after no moves have been made in their trade deadline, the Bulls might be slotted in that third or fourth spot in terms of Teams you are scared of going into the Eastern Conference playoffs. I think the Brooklyn Nets are still right there, and the Milwaukee Bucks may be at top. There may be some fatigue, obviously, because we, we we watched them win the championship, and they're doing their Milwaukee Bucks thing this year, flying under the radar. But watch out for Brooklyn. And if you didn't believe it before, I think this move hopefully, hopefully will inspire us to see the Ben Simmons that we saw coming out of college, the Ben Simmons that we saw in in brief glimpses in Philadelphia. I'm all about the basketball, right? I'm all about the basketball being fun and fulfilling. And if that dude reaches his capability and and really taps into his talent with a fresh start and a fresh team and championship expectations, look out because the Brooklyn Nets found themselves quite the roster now, not only with him, but with Seth Curry and Andre Drummond backing him up.
5: Time for some commercials. And
1: find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.
6: The Full Goal with Jason Goff.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that, that distinct voice that you are hearing is okay. Anthony Anderson. Because we are live here at the Los Angeles Convention Center on the site for Super Bowl 56. This is the Full Goal podcast with Jason Goff. I'm him, brought to you by The Ringer. And, of course, Spotify is the gang. Uh, Anthony. Yes. It's good to see you. Good Pleasure to, to finally meet you. All right. Uh, I, I've been inundated with liner notes for you, but I really don't need them because we already got off to this start that we've gotten off to. I want to tell you right now, before we get into what makes L.A. a terrific host site for Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl and how the L.A. area is, is coming back, even though I didn't think it was gone. Shout out to Snoop trying to purchase or purchasing Death Row records, Yeah, the he acquired way. Death
3: Row. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want
1: to know, did he get the
3: catalog, though? Is the catalog included or did he just, did he just get the title? Yeah, the Dre, I need to, did I, Dre roll with all the songs? I need <laughs> to know the intimate details. <laughs> no, because uh, I believe when Dre left, Dre Took his stuff to off, Aftermath? It was like, no, no. I was like, look, have all that. I'm going over here to do Aftermath and start something new, completely mm-hmm, new. Mm-hmm. So I want to know. I mean, it, it's a beautiful thing that Snoop, you know, acquired death row. What's going to make it even more beautiful if he has the catalog that yeah. goes along with yeah. it, which I hope he does. Yeah,
1: shout out to Daz and Corrupt, Dog yeah, Pound everybody, and everybody, everybody out there. Um, it's important to have you on because... There, there are many people of LA from LA that mm-hmm. I've been around and the regionality I enjoy when you, you touch down and you, you are around a certain culture, a difference, not just in weather, but in the sound and the way people move. Uh, with the Chicago Bulls, Jamar DeRozan has made a, mm-hmm. a huge impact and he represents Compton yes. to the fullest, right? Yes. Uh, but you are a Compton, California, born and bred. Yes, sir. Um, why is LA getting back to what it has been or should be? Because this is this is big. Like, COVID obviously puts a little bit of a damper on things. Yeah. The the radio roll isn't as popping as it right, used to be. Right. But Los Angeles has rolled out the red carpet for yeah. myriad reasons. What 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 well, are some of the highlights? Well, well
3: first off, I like to say, you know, LA's never went any place. That's what I was
1: thinking. I've been reading you these know, line notes talking about yeah, LA's yeah, comeback as L- 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 well. The
3: comeback. L- LA ain't went nowhere. I mean. <laughs> Uh, as Biggie said, we got the women, the weather, and the weed. Yes, sir. Uh, now we have the Super Bowl. We've uh, only vibed in
1: two, by the yeah. way, since we've been here.
3: Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, you got two three of more, the three. You, you got the three, three more days. Two. I'm going to say, you got three more days. I got my
1: fiance with me.
3: Oh, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, right. I know which two you've done. Right. Exactly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but L.A.'s never gone anyplace, man. Look, we have the Clippers. Yeah, we, have the, uh, we have the Lakers. No, no, no. We have the
1: Rams. We have the. You D- got the Rams and the Clippers. Yeah. Right now. Okay. Right now. Okay, well, hey, hey, hey. That hey, loss hey, was hey, nasty. Hey, That's a G, hey, G League look, team look, 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 you lost hey, to last hey, night. Hey,
3: hey, look, look here, man. I, <laughs> hey, hey, I, I grew up a Laker fan. I'm a, I'm a Clipper fan now. I'm not
1: going to have to, you know, I'm sit down. I'm not you know how you feel. You know how you feel. You know how when you're talking with your pals. Right. That, by the way, I just said pals, so I'm super washed. But <laughs> you know how when you're talking with your people yeah. that this ain't it, right? I this ain't it. This ain't the way that you thought the season would go.
3: No, no, it's not. It's not. And I've been there before, too. Um, but but I mean, look. Shout man, out to we, the Smush
1: Parker years. Yeah,
3: ooh, we got? Uh, we got the Dodgers, man. We we yeah. have ten sports teams here in L.A. Yeah, you know, we we got the weather. You 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 can go to the beach. You can chill in the beach. You I went to Venice the for the, the first mountain. time yesterday. There you go, baby. Yeah yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And what'd you think? It was outstanding. Yeah, I had a good time. Of course. I can't I can't not live by a large body of water. You know, shout right. out to Lake Michigan. But it's a different yeah. vibe when the it, ocean it, is it, it's happening. A, it's a different body of water. <laughs> All right. Uh, I feel like Slander's coming, y'all. No, 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 Slander.
3: Feel... Look, man, if we started this He's conversation... Like, enjoy your little pond. No, no, no. My mama's <laughs> from
1: Chicago. Yeah, yeah. all right. tell that, people. That, that, that's
3: what I'm saying. My mama's from Chicago. Grew up in, in the Robert Taylor homes, building 4410. That's the, I mean, that's what it is. I still got family on 2nd and Roosevelt, though. There you go. You know... We're not going like, to speak uh, about the other things. Okay, because I, I was just about you to was, talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I saw you I going down there. That slippery I, slope, yeah, no I, pun intended. Yeah, there you yeah, go. yeah. But, um... But but no, man, uh, no disrespect to your body of water. I, I've, I've been on Lake Michigan. Here I've comes all Lake the Michigan. disrespect. No, no disrespect at all. I've been on Lake the Michigan. The ocean is a different like vibe. The ocean
1: and lakes, two different things. Ladies and gentlemen, you know a man has made it to a certain level in life when he can shade you as respectfully as he just shaded <laughs> Look here. Lake LA, Michigan.
3: LA. Man, we, we, we got the U.S. Open coming to L.A. Mm-hmm. We have the Olympics coming back to L.A. We have the Super Bowl right now. Uh, we have the college championship uh, coming next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 got it all happening in in LA. Is a Super um, Bowl
1: coming to the LA Rams?
3: Uh, I I should hope so. I would hope so. That's that's I, if I'm a betting man, and I am, uh, I'm putting my money uh, on the Rams. Uh, you know, we we almost didn't make it. It, it was a little sketchy for a second. Yeah. You know, a couple of times this season, in particular, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but we pulled it off. Yeah. Um, you know the the, the Bengals is uh that they're an organization not to be played with um but we we'll, we we'll, we'll see what's going to happen on Sunday night. I, all I can guarantee is
1: that the game is going to
3: be as exciting as the halftime show.
1: See, and this is why we're here cuz I've been mm. I've been talking about this with several guests and nobody's really tapped in with me the way I think they should. The game's going to be cool. The game is going to be the game. Yeah. But the halftime show, right? Like it's been a while. It's been a while since we've had um, Who stole I my you? phone? Uh, I probably somebody with, with, with less access. than they should, There it is. There it is. There's oh, your phone there, down there. there, there, there. Okay. You got to make sure the phone is on. Okay, yeah. So, so the, the game is going to be the game. Bengals, Rams. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game because I don't think any team is going to run away from each other. But the halftime show. Uh-huh. There's a, there's I, a s- I was looking for my phone. Who called me at 1249 p.m.? Are uh, you going to stun on me like that? No,
3: I just want to know. I just, I just, I just, I just want to let you know who called me. And it's not red. I didn't, I didn't send him the voicemail. Uh-huh. Uh, it's black, which means I picked up. Yeah, that is... Yeah. Uh, for, uh, could could says, you tell him?
1: It says Andre Young. Yeah, to the world known as who? Uh, the, the good physician, Dr. Drake. Dr. Drake. Dr. Yeah.
3: Drake called me to personally invite me to the last rehearsal that they're having tomorrow at SoFi Stadium. Tell me
1: more. Um, Are you, did you accept the invitation? I, I accepted the invitation. And do you have um, room for
3: two? Uh, I have room for one.
1: Oh. I have room for one. Uh, well, damn sure not selling my wife there. Yeah, so, no, no, you can to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah
3: but uh, he hit me up to make sure <laughs> that I was in the house for the last dress rehearsal Ooh. before the big halftime show on Sunday. Ooh. Um, so that's 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 coming down. Who? What? Who? who uh, obviously Dre is your man. Yeah. But outside of Dre, who are you most excited to see in this halftime? I'm show? excited to see everybody, man. Eminem, Snoop. Uh, you know, Kendrick. I've never been to a K-Dot show. Really? So, uh, no, man. I mean, yes, really. Uh, been a fan. Um, Top Dog's a good, good, good friend yeah, of mine. TDE's been doing terrific uh, business these Kendrick, last decades. Yeah, Kendrick <laughs> has has come down and, and done some stuff with us on Blackish. We've done some stuff with him, but I've 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 never had the opportunity to uh, to go to a K Dot show. So that's what I'm looking forward to.
1: I'm glad you mentioned blackish because whether it be blackish or grownish or mm-hmm. mixed-ish, yeah. um, you, you got different, you got different vibes by your name now when it comes mm-hmm. to production credits yeah. and being the executive producer of things. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the challenges that you have faced from the talent side to now the, I don't want to say management side, but you putting up though, you doing what you got to do in yeah. terms of artistic direction, creative content. What, mm-hmm. what's some of the things that you have, uh, the waters that you've had to swim in that are different than just being an actor or the lead talent?
3: You know what? uh, Getting the opportunity uh, to be able to showcase my talent uh, and tell my story or our story collectively, you know, control our narrative. uh, Because those things aren't readily available to us in Hollywood unless we create those things for ourselves. And uh, and, and that's what we did, uh, you know, um... With blackish and mixedish and, and, and uh, grownish. You know, uh, my partner in crime, Kenya Barris, who created our show, uh, had, had come to me. Uh, and, and sa- we sat down and had a meeting close to 10 years ago now mm-hmm. and talked about what was missing from the landscape of television and we sat there and talked about shows that we loved growing up All in the Family Cosby Show mm-hmm. uh, The Jeffersons Good Times and those are the things that we wanted to uh, uh, to talk those are those are the type of shows that we grew up on and that's the type of show that we wanted to make mm. and, and I believe that's what we did
1: there uh, is is not only uh, a piece of Modern art, but I think it's going to stay in the, t- the test of time because mm-hmm. watching Black Blackish from episode one to the season finale, series finale on April 12th coming up here, yeah, uh, is 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 left an indelible mark. in the current generation who didn't get a chance to see the Cosby Show and right. all these other things, um, and the the cast, mm-hmm. I mean Tracy Ellis, Ellis Ross is yeah. phenomenal, yeah, right. And then now you got the kids out here branching out yeah. and writing their own shows. Yeah, uh, you guys have spawned quite the tree of talent.
3: Yeah, and and I like to think that I had a hand in that.
1: <laughs> are you getting, are you getting paper from all the young ones?
3: No, no, I, you know, it'll come back to me. Nah, you know, it'll, it'll come back. No, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I, I set them up for success. You know, uh, the, I got to handpick everyone that's a part of our show. Okay. Right? Literally everyone. Okay. Uh, with, with the exception of uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who I went to uh, as a partner. It was like, yo, this is what we want you to do. But everybody else, I literally got to handpick and uh, set up my future and my retirement. There you it go. It was like, look here, because I went to the kids. I was like, look, all of y'all are special. Um, just remember this moment when I'm old and y'all on top and I need a job. Just remember what I did for you. Just the remember is necessary. Who, who provided all of this
1: for you. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. doubt <laughs> no doubt about it. And also the law and order. You yeah. know, the law and order situation. Jumping back into it. I know you got to run here, uh-huh. but... Um, My lady's a big Law and Order fan. Yeah, you know, and and what is it, February twenty fourth? Yeah, Law and Order premieres. Tell us about that. How excited you are for that?
3: Uh, I'm I'm back to be Detective uh, Kevin Bernard after uh, an eleven year hiatus, ten or eleven year hiatus from the show, man. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Well, you know, I had to go away and I'm back. Right, right. Uh, But you know, it's it's like it's like you know, sitting in uh, a well worn saddle. It grips you the right way. Uh, and, and that's how it is for me coming back as Detective Kevin Bernard on the show. Uh, it's like we haven't missed a, missed a beat, you know, I have Jeffrey Donovan as, as my partner in crime and my, uh, partner now, Cameron Mayheim, Mm -hmm. Manheim is, is on the show as our lieutenant, um, and, and Sam Waterston, uh, is, is back as the, uh, DA, um, and Hugh and and oh uh all uh, we we have a great cast so i'm i'm excited to be there with everybody and excited for the world to to see this our show this iconic show after taking a 10 year break
1: yeah, man. Well, I know you got to run. I you got a lot of things on your plate. and I know you have important people on your phone uh, that are calling you for sound checks. No, that's Demario Davis. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, upside, <laughs> that's down, New he looks, that's upside New down. He
3: looks like Al Davis. I mean, that's, he looks that's like New Orleans Sharkie. Saints
1: middle linebacker Demario Davis. Yeah, I mean, uh,
3: upside down in this picture, this this sepia tone, black and white, grayish picture, <laughs> he looked like. Um, Al Sharpton, well, as as but he's not, I have diabetic eyes as well.
1: <laughs> as long as he's not doing a Tootsie Roll into a mirror with a selfie going no, on, No, see, though, are those dreads good. or is that a perm? All right, we got to get Anthony up out of here. No, no, hold on, now, hold now, on, now, hold now, on, now, hold, now, on yeah. hold on.
3: From, from this distance... <laughs> Can you tell me if those are braids, dreads, or a perm?
1: Well, you're asking non-black people to tell I you that stuff. Of course. that's. I went to them. I see you. Come I on, see you. I, I know why you're doing it. Exactly. All right. I already know that you're going to play Brian Flores in his life movie coming up here in a couple of years. <laughs> so I know you got a roll. February 26th, NAACP Image Awards. He's going to be the... F- First five-time host. nine, which, nine. Is it nine? This is my ninth year. Wait a minute.
3: Yeah, update. Uh, hit refresh on your computer. <laughs> uh, this is the ninth year. It's the ninth year. Ninth year as host of the NAACP Image Awards. Well, that's
1: like winning nine MVPs in the Black community. So, there, yes, sir. Congratulations yeah, to is. you on that. Celebrate Black excellence. Appreciate you, and I look forward to you not returning any call that I make. Okay, no, you, uh, no, you got it, I'm baby. Messing with you you got it. Thank uh, you. And hopefully, you'll indulge in three of the three. Oh no, no. We'll see you later. Thank you for breaking up a happy home. That is Anthony Anderson. He <laughs> He is joining us live at the L.A. Convention Center right here on the Full Gold Podcast with Jason Goff. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Full Gold Podcast, Jason Goff. Uh, We are live at the L.A. Convention Center. I know it sounds like it, Uh, Super Bowl 56 here in L.A., and I have the pleasure of being joined by L.Z. Granderson and Will Leach, the long game with L.Z. and Leach, uh, the pod, the show, the, 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 the happenings. You guys are just returning from... The commissioner's press conference, which I'm sure is always spirited. Uh, mm. I always definitely feel very
5: enlightened. Do you? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. It's, it's, like, a, it's just an information download. It's like the Matrix. You just, yeah? I understand so much more about the world now. Do you? In an instant amount of time. Yeah. 100%. is, no. I I was joking. I was joking with LZ when we were watching it. That like, uh, after one of those press conferences, I always feel a little bit like you do after you eat too much at Thanksgiving. Where it's like I really could use like a three-hour nap right now. Like it is definitely he's narcotizing uh, in the way in his ability to avoid questions. Is no question?
1: Yeah, he's in a, he's in a tough spot right now because no, no, no. So, no. so, so he let me is ask not in you. Let me spot. ask you, LZ. <laughs> I don't think Roger Goodell is as aligned with the owners as, fa- and correct me if I'm wrong. Fans, observers, people who cover the sport like us may think he is i you know if you look at his background a little bit like mm-hmm. what his father was and right. who he has tried to be who his brother who is. his brother is right. exactly i don't know and and still i'm not i'm not shooting him any bail because he is a part of this issue as well right right so what did you glean from uh what the commissioner had to say on various topics at the commissioner's press conference well there's football in germany <laughs> Shout out to the Jets or Jags yeah. or Dolphins, whoever, whoever I was going to right. cry. Right. Yeah. But I do believe that it was the only
2: question he actually answered. Yeah. And um, the little kid question. Don't and the more kid questions. question. Yes. Oh. Cute kid, miss, kid. Is, is kid. it my
1: man from Nickelodeon that asked him a no, question? No, no. no. This, oh, this, is, this okay. is a non-professional uh, kid. Okay. This is a oh. So the people in here. Pretty yeah. Much. yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: You know, You know, Roger Goodell has mastered the art of saying a whole lot of nothing while looking like he's concerned about the outcome of his words. Oh, shit. All right. So it's like, he's not saying anything of substance, but he's looking as if he's really fighting with you to find a solution. And it's true about his background. But I would argue that there are a lot of people that have backgrounds to suggest one directional worldview, and then our decisions lead us to do something else. You know, Bill Cosby, you know, supposedly really cared about black folks. (laughs) And then he told us to
5: pull our pants up. He yeah. told us to pull our
2: pants <laughs> up and told the ladies to sip more of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah true that. So
5: yeah. you know. I, I, I didn't see I, RFK Jr. becoming a vaccine <laughs> denialist. <laughs> I'll put it that right. way, right? Yeah. Like,
2: I don't know how that it's happened. It's a little left turn. That happened. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. so I, I, and I'm not saying that, you know, you know, Roger Goodell is secretly Bill Cosby. I'm not suggesting that. What I am suggesting I mean, is that. That'd be that would be some news. I yeah. think LZ
1: is suggesting. I think yeah. you're, you're
5: suggesting. You, <laughs> suggest- just admit it. You're suggesting That's it.
1: That's what they're going to snatch from the That's the <laughs> extra they're going to snatch. I think what the owners need Cosby. to do right, right. is
2: probably consider oh hiring
1: people right. of color. <laughs> wow. Meet more um, black well, people. <laughs> wow, we, we got to do
5: the Cosby approach <laughs> <French> a <laughs> little faster I thought we were going through today.
2: No, no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> off the rails already. It's already off the rails, but it's frustrating, right, man? It's frustrating because he's not going to say anything of substance. He's not going to say anything that's going to put him or the owners in an uncomfortable position afterwards. And racism is an uncomfortable conversation to have. So if you can have a 45-minute press conference, which most of us touching on racism as a subject matter, mm. and you're able to have that conversation without any discomfort, I would argue that you didn't have the conversation at all.
1: Yeah. And this is the thing that bothers me the most um, is that I don't see the end in sight. Mm. I think this is
2: a, like a, a thing. I see the end of Brian Flores as a coach. I see well, that. Well, so I for see
5: sure. That. Yeah. No, no. Certain things are ending. 100%. 100%
1: <laughs> but like we've been talking about like I'm 41. I remember what Art Shell was to me as a kid. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was the black guy in yep. the NFL. And he was and black for real, black, black, black. 100%. Black, 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 100% black, 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 like, they had Marcus Garvey on the sideline. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I—and I, I, and as a kid, I'm like, oh, there goes the one. Right. And we fast-forward 25, 30 years, and my kid, who's five years old, who, you know, watches football every once in a while with me, Unfortunately, this season he can say there goes the one or there goes the two. So I don't know if this is a, a thing that we're going to have to wait generations down the line for there to be more people of color in ownership groups or whatever the case may be, but it. Again, it shouldn't take black people to hire black people. I was
5: going to say, what does that say?
2: Right. If the right. goal
1: is, right. we got to get
2: Oprah to buy a team and then we have a chance. Right.
5: I mean, you saw the press conference today, right? Like, maybe we'll get a minority owner for the Bronco- Broncos. Maybe, maybe, maybe. 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 Right. Like, right. if then, you know, it's funny. And it speaks to your thing I think is interesting about Goodell. I think he would love to consider himself separate th- from the owners. I think he would love to be like, I, you know, I can like as if the owners are thirty-two like angry toddlers. I would love. To I'm get sick these- of homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sure he would love to be thought of that way. But like, right. I mean, it really has to be remembered in, in the NFL and every other sports. The commissioner is not like this altruistic person that is in charge of making sure the NFL is okay. The commissioner is in charge of making sure the owners' owners' interests are right. Right. Met and, and they make money. Yeah, that's right. how he makes money. If they if he does not do a good job for the owners, he will not be the commissioner anymore. That right. is the reason he's the commissioner. Yep. That's the reason anyone is commissioner. I think it's like this old idea. It's, 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 like, it's kind of a nice idea that like, the person that's commissioner of, of, of baseball or football or, or basketball, they have the best interest of <laughs> right. in this wonderful sport for that we sport. all care no, about. Yeah, they no, don't care yeah. about at all. literally are employed by the owners. That's why they're there. You're seeing this with baseball right now. Mm-hmm. Like No one's like, oh, Rob Manfred has the best interest of baseball in mind. No, he's representing no. the owners yeah. right. and that's what Goodell is doing too and so i think i one of the things i thought was interesting in the press conference is he's always like the nfl is always certain and we have strength and we have power and we are we are doing the right thing and we are gonna we, we're the nfl this is the whole nfl thing they make a ton of money they they're very strong they're powerful but anything they can't anything that's bad uh the owners
1: yeah i can't make the yeah, owners right. do stuff yeah. i'm sorry yeah. Yeah. and it, they don't have to answer for anything yeah,
2: either because so, right. if you're an owner you true, need to have five. Yeah, yeah. if it was true, up to way, me all the owners and 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 you know the, the coaches would be black, yeah. but it's not up to right. me. Yeah, exactly. I'm so sorry. so but then everything
5: Jim, else, he's right. in charge of until right. they get taken care
2: of. But then Jim Trotter rolls up and says, yeah. "Yo, dog, you don't have any like leadership, or minority leadership in the offices that you do control." What's your response to that? Well, we need to do better. Yeah. And it's like that is such a generic. That's me looking at my husband and saying, "How come you go trash?" And I go, "Well, I need to do better." Yeah. And he's just like,
5: "No, I don't take
1: out the trash."
2: <laughs> I, I, that would work Execute
1: if, that better. That would, <laughs> that would
5: work if you only had to answer questions from your husband for forty-five minutes once a year. Once a <laughs> year. That would make it a lot easier. Yeah. You'd be able to. That'd do be, that. be a different be, life. Because I, right. I just got yeah. engaged,
1: so I'm not for thinking about, like, "Man, four congratulations!" congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I just got I, engaged. I, I can tell life. you what not to do. We'll talk about that off the podcast. Yeah, because I definitely need those tips. But <laughs> I'm just. I'm befuddled because we're all kind of complicit too, right? Like this is this is ingrained oh, in our oh, DNA, man, right? The, the 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 sport of football. Yeah. Like I I feel icky sometimes. Yeah being as complicit as I am in, okay, I understand my job. I understand right. what I have to do for my employers. I understand what I like to do in my spare time, which is watch football every mm-hmm. once in a while. But also the bad parts of it, the the, the unfortunate parts of it. The fact that Lovey Smith isn't on your short interview list and a guy yeah. reportedly who's never coached a down of professional yeah. or collegiate football is the guy you wanted to hire because, you know, he's... Go Jesus, go! And I everybody think he loves would. him.
5: If I had to been Flores, I think he would be a coach. yeah, Josh McCarney right would now. be the head yeah. coach. And he's,
2: of the and he's not Texans. a bad person, not at all. Everybody loves him. He's a, he's he's a good person. It's he just, came
1: through Chicago. Everybody yeah. loved him as a bear.
2: He's a he's he's a good person. It's just that that's not the qualifications <laughs> being a good person. But as far as you know, feeling icky, you know, we're sitting here. There's a Apple computer to my right. Hundred percent microphones everywhere. Mm. You know steel, beans, how much of this you think came from a nation with human rights violations? Right, right. You know, look at our shoes. Right, no, you're right. How many of these were made with children, forced to, you know what I'm saying? I'll
5: I'll look it up on my phone to find out. Yeah, 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 there you go, there you go. So the entire
2: way in which the Western world operates is riddled with these sort of conversations and issues (laughs) And the NFL is part of that. I'm not trying to get an NFL cover. What I'm saying, what I'm suggesting is, is that every one of us in everyday life have found some way to navigate the hypocrisy of our own existence. Mm. You know, we, I'm an openly gay man, mm-hmm. and there are nations that are anti-LGBTQ, as in we will kill you mm-hmm. if you are out. And This one, too. Yeah. so so yeah it's, this country too so so you have to figure out okay do i try to find gaytopia where i'm Ooh, always safe
1: that sounds like a fire hbo show actually fire
5: island would be gaytopia say, is that, is that is but, that- but because of climate change right. it's sinking and disappearing so once again oh, it's, I'm I mean, it's right
2: the point being is that the question isn't how do we run the NFL through a purity test? Mm. Because nothing will pass a purity mm. test. The question is, how much of this discomfort can you live with, and what are you doing to change that discomfort in your everyday life?
1: Or what are your consumers will and what are your consumers? Because right. I think. I think the NFL and most sports leagues know exactly who their consumers are. Very happy that those people are going to be hardcore consumers. But mm-hmm. please, please don't let it be known that you're locked in with us because of some of the bad things, too. Right. Right? Like right. looking aside domestic abuse and oh. sexual assault for your favorite. For a kicker! Pla- well. <laughs> New York? <laughs> I, I don't see. think position I mean, You said it as if Like yeah. Defensive end I can, I, can oh, always I, I am
5: also against Those things From really awesome linebackers Yeah 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 i want to be very yeah, clear yeah, yeah. Running back I'm sh- sh- like sh- back my
1: friend yeah, yeah, LZ yeah. So <laughs> right. LZ has a hard stance well, On I kickers keep it real Kickers <laughs> can't get <younger.
2: laughs> y'all, can, y'all can mess around If y'all want to There's a reason why They don't be drafting Kickers and shit It's wrong? because
1: of the fact That they are running
2: around crazy No It's because of the fact That there's a certain value That's placed in a position Of course Right So it's like I can see
1: you. Shout out to Sebastian
2: Janikowski. Yeah.
1: <laughs> keep, your nose, keep your nose clean.
5: That's right. right. I
2: mean, it's just it's just it just baffles me, you know, that something that seems as as a layup yeah, man. in this league, you know, gets fumbled like, well you know Brooks
1: what shot it. well see now uh, here, here we go yeah, that's yeah. just unnecessary <laughs> that was just last four games yeah.
2: 15% from yeah. three 10 yeah. points a game 28% from the 28% mobile. from the field yeah. talk about I deserve to be out here I've earned the right that's, yeah. Yeah, that's the hardest part that's he's smiling part. while I'm LeBron just, is yeah. sitting
1: there sulking on yeah, the bench right. right next to him I'm right. like yeah. he must know he's gonna get traded oh so, he must know he's gonna get traded see this is why I love it LZ and Will sit down we make up a show called Gaytopia my man LZ is making me feel bad for wearing my dunks and and you know he called my baby a little nappy headed boy like this is this is all uh, I didn't say stuff. nappy You're... head was bad no no good Ooh, good a good thing good thing yeah yeah, yeah. we yeah, can't yeah. say that but can't no, no, say that, that, I you did not that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my son got a big old head full of naps my oh, brother it. dude I, I'm
1: never cutting my kids hair if if he doesn't want me to. You know there there you saying? go. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. So tell me. Have to tell take me, that word back. <laughs> what? Nappy headed? Nappy headed. That's I'm, the new N word. Uh, ooh. Nappyhead. Ooh. <laughs> take that, Joe Rogan. Uh, but no, seriously. <laughs> no, don't. No, because he might get another $100 million dollars yeah, out yeah, of it. Yeah,
5: seriously.
1: <laughs> oh, that's the thing. We can, You and I just need to say nappy headed 20 times and see if really Spotify comes through with 200 Can the recap pull together
5: a Supercut? put
1: together a Supercut. They don't even need one. I'll just say it right here 20 times Nappy, 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 and ladies and gentlemen, we now have a Billboard 100 top smash right there too. This, see how this is a content factory here at the full go. Tell me about. I'm the looking lo- at your peruser,
2: like going, I don't know where the rails at, but I know we're off oh,
1: all don't, t- don't, Hey, that's IB. Isaiah came in here in full kente cloth yesterday, so you know I'm not going. I'm not making brother. Yes, he he made his statement known to everybody here, whether it be the Pat McAfee mm-hmm. show or the Sleep Number <laughs> yes. people or Rome over here, that there is a certain level of blackness that will be at this. I see you. See, -see that's why Roger Goodell didn't invite you to the press conference. Oh, not at all. You didn't get an invitation. But He definitely would have not gotten called on, This is is the thing, though. He almost got the Saints job because the best time to fly Uh, is shortly after 9-11, right? The uh, best time to be a blackhead coach is shortly after Brian (laughs) Flores filed that class action suit. That is true. Right? Raheem Morris is out here doing the cabbage patch like, I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm like, what's Dusty Baker doing? (laughs) He's back (laughs) in baseball. What about Levin? Quick, get us an old black man. Give me an old black man. <laughs> only if they knew that nobody hates white people more than old black oh, men. My <laughs> you know what God. So tell me, the long game, fellas. If if people are, are are sitting down, like oh, Will and Lz joined Jason, and they gave him, you know, they gave him only fifty percent of what they really, really do. If, if you tune into the podcast, if you tune into the show, what are the conversations we can expect?
2: I'll let you go because I've already.
1: Derailed enough, and <laughs> mega staring at
2: me like this I will is just shoot. terrible. Yes, her eyes have gone to different sizes it like, this this is interview. supposed to be
5: about
1: football. Right. I knew we shouldn't have sat him down with the black guy. I should have exactly- gave them
5: cue cards. <laughs> <laughs> you know what she
1: should have done? She should have came over here with the list of things you shouldn't ask, and <laughs> I would, that would have been my mission statement yes. to hit every <laughs> one of those. We don't <laughs> use
2: the nappy word at the recount. Yes. If you could just yes. <laughs> <laughs>
5: All right, tell so, me about it. What, what are we about? Now? Okay, well, uh, I, I I've actually come from HR to answer this question. <laughs> um, so no, uh, I you know a large part of the focus of the recount and really kind of what we're doing with the show is obviously like we you know Elzy and I both write about things that are not sports. We obviously love sports. 100%. but We also cover politics. We write about culture. Like these are we are we are obsessed with the world of sports, but we also understand the world outside of it and how those things connect. And so the fun thing to write about the, uh, the, thing, the thing, the fun thing about doing the show is that you get to like, we get to have conversations, get in deep to what's wrong with, with Westbrook and get, yeah. and, and what's happening there, but also get in deep, get, get in deep about the lawsuit, get in deep about gambling in sports. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, there's a whole idea of don't, you know, I used to run, I used to run Deadspin. Right. The whole Deadspin right. thing ended I'm with now. the, yeah. with the, uh, yes. stick to sports, all that kind of stuff. And it seems so strange because there's not a single thing you can do in sports. I understand the magical fantasy world where we can be like, oh, we just go in and watch the games and when it's over and, like, yeah. and the outside world does yeah. not come into yeah. that while, yeah. we're, while we all love to live in that place but sports reflects the real world the way that everything reflects the real world. You can't watch a game without making a political statement whether it's st- w- from from standing up for the anthem mm-hmm. to h- how you paid for your ticket or b- public transportation you took there or who the owner of the team is. Mm-hmm. And so and we, now
1: masking and all the other things Yeah, that exactly. Are going, like yeah, e- like yeah. everything
5: is so tied up and so we, the fun part about this show is to do a show that's about sports and is obsessed With sports in no sports, but does it in a way that is aware of like the world that exists outside of Mm -hmm. that. And also, we make a lot of jokes that that just to be as clear Uh, as possible. Yes, Uh, uh, I'm dead serious. But, uh, uh <laughs> Not LZ. Yeah, I'm the, the LZ. silly one, right? Right, yeah. right. but, uh, like yeah, to me, and, and honestly, a big part of it too is, you know, I've been like, I, I, one of the things I've been out here with LZ all day, I'm still a little starstruck by LC. Like, right. LZ is like, like I've been Listen, meeting him forever. This is important. You I have to am,
1: calm down. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I said, well, I'm gonna be honest with you when Allison. Threw out some names, and I and I saw you two guys on there. Um, you know, I've followed LZ's career for oh, a very thanks, long time. Bro. No, seriously, it's thanks, like man. you know, the brothers in the business that um, aren't afraid to say what they really feel, and it's not shock jockish, it's yeah. not hot takey. Because now, you know, we've. The level of discourse has now devolved into like assigning points for right, but, for you yeah. know that was a right. great point, LZ. Now you get this Ding. point, no, exactly. Right, like that's right. that's not that's not the the zone that any of us are in when these microphones aren't in front yeah. of us. So I appreciate it. and of course what you've done with Deadspin, you know, for 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 us to be where we are now and that to be inventory, I feel like yeah. is progress, yeah. right? Because for a long time the inventory was all the other bullshit and all the other things that weren't real, right and People got ostracized for having any kind of opinion. Like you said, you can't rinse the world of sports yeah. from the participants and the observers that are living through it. So right. I, I'm, I'm general, like genuinely appreciative of yeah. you guys not just stopping by, but you're standing you. in, no, in they, this industry and in what you guys have done, seriously. I, 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 just, I want to be clear. I'm, it's not that I'm not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. No, I, know, I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some it, scary it, people it, out here. It's, it's
2: Some scary people out here, and it's also going to have negative repercussions on one's career. And I certainly have felt, you know, the brunt of that over the course of my career. I just made a choice that it was more important for me to not let that fear stop me from saying the things I felt that needed to be said.
1: hundred percent. I mean,
2: but we, work it,
5: we work in media. Like, this is always yeah. a weird. Like, when you when you decide you want to be a writer, I decide I want to be a writer, I want to do these things. It seems very weird then to get to a point where you actually have a platform and be like, Ugh, I'd rather not actually talk about that. Right. Like, what, we could have become bankers. Mm-hmm. We could have become, like, done, had, done You don't want me in charge of money. No, I, I would, I'm not. I could, yeah. I've you may want to use a different four, example. Right, right. Right. I've walked <laughs> right. on uh, four trips, four times
1: on this trip. Right. So, um, <laughs> I, what happens with the petty <laughs> cash? Right, the LZ got know, a hold of it. Why are
5: you being so petty about it, though? You know what happened. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird thing about sports media that, that like, yeah, people get a certain level. They're like, well, now we shouldn't talk about, so let's just focus on the game. You know, the weird the thing sports. about
1: it's it is, is uh, the mirror that you hold up to, like I said, the participants and the observers. You know, I like when all the Colin Kaepernick stuff was going down and back in the city of Chicago, I was working terrestrial radio and mm-hmm. um, I Where'd do. you live in Chicago, by the way? Uh, Are you I was a South Side, brother. I was. You? I, was <laughs> I, Are I you lived, up there north? Well, I grew up on the north side. I knew it. I grew up. <laughs> I grew up on the north side. Ain't uh, got no bullet wounds or nothing. Nah, well, yeah, he said I got no, no, no. We, we, we had some, we've had some skirmishes, but I was, my family. I was like, you know, the departed where he was like he was a double kid. Uh, Family's on the south side. Okay. You know, gotcha. obviously we moved up to the north side. Gotcha. We didn't move to the north side until my sister came. And my dad was like, hey, we can't do this shit anymore. <laughs> this, this this little boy has survived for seven years. Yeah. Now we need to go up. But no, nah, it's 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 interesting watching um the people for years uh locally love the jokes love me talking about the music love me talking about the you know the movies and all that but when things got serious things got real obviously during those two or three years where this this country was at like a social reckoning right. um the message wasn't received the same way as when i was laughing about it or right, when we were talking right. about the songs so right. there isn't going to be a time where it's always comfortable and that's fine because the discourse has to be that for us to achieve anything right like i i knew for a long time i was for four hours a day a lot of young white men's only black friend right, right? you know right. 20, and demographic what 25 to 54 right i and, mean real talk i'm the only black
5: person i see on will's instagram well, we got to talk about that. So,
1: I mean— You got to get more brothers and sisters on your Instagram. I, I, I've,
5: I've been trying to scrub my children from Instagram for years. <laughs> so, like— You got to take the kids first the, and, yeah, then, yeah. and then I add the black let, people. Let, let, me, let, me, let me get rid of them uh, before I can start. I mean, there's that's huge pain. So.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Also, what we're all here for, right? I mean, the convention center and all that. The halftime show. We ain't here for this damn game.
2: I'm here for the game, too. I'm a Rams fan. I'm a Rams
1: fan. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Why are you
2: sorry? We in the Super Bowl. Where you at? Looking for another head coach. Here we go. Trying to figure out who your quarterback <laughs> is. gonna be. There
1: it is, ladies and gentlemen. We have who the quarterback is gonna
2: be.
1: L Z. You know it's true. LZ, you just got good. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. I got you. Les need <laughs> and them boys just brought you a little glory in the last few years. Let's not do this like the Rams been running things for a while. It's true. Let's not do that. It's and I true. think the Bengals gonna win this game. You can think that all you want to. Why, <laughs> why are the why are the Rams outside of all the glaring factors of star power and mm-hmm. and head coach and playing in L.A. Why are the Rams going to win this game?
2: Because they don't rest on on star power. If they if this was a squad that rested on star on star power, then I could see them getting got. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Donald, you know he hasn't accomplished shit. Jalen Ramsey just said he's the best in the game, but if he gets torched, who gonna believe him? Yeah. Mm. Matt Stafford God knows he's got a narrative he's trying to correct Sean McGenius (laughs) trying to earn that last part right otherwise you turn into young Marlevy
1: real shit so shout out to Marv, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to Marv. Yeah, still jogging from, yeah. around the city of
5: Chicago yes. at his old age. You know I, I will not stand for
1: Marv. Yeah, yeah, the Marv, yeah, was, yeah the Marv. Yeah, Marv slander yeah, is.
0: Okay.
5: You took it a, 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 a step okay. too far. Yeah. Was you slander? know,
1: gonna be known as Marv leaving like that. You I use say Marv is Marv. Majority uh, <laughs> or something like that. I'm, <laughs> all I'm saying is, is that
2: this is a squad that may have names of note whose resumes are lacking gravitas. The last, they are all cognizant of it. And so while I get people thinking that the Cincinnati Bengals are the underdog and that they have nothing to prove and all this other stuff and that the Rams should win, the Rams are a better team, but they're equally as hungry, if not hungrier than the Bengals. Mm. And because they're more talented and because they have more experience, they should come out victorious. That is my, not to mention, um, the first time the, the Rams were in the Super Bowl with Sean McVay, People forgot he didn't have Cooper Cup. Yeah. People forgot he didn't have a running game. Remember, Todd Gurley was nursing an injury that hadn't been disclosed yet.
1: And he had my, you know, distant cousin, Jared Golf. And he had your distant cousin,
2: <laughs> Jared.
1: Why you say it, like, with that much <laughs> disdain,
2: bro? I mean, it ain't disdain. It, it sounds like disdain. Motherfucker didn't win a game until, like, week
1: 10 or 11. Yeah, yeah. Right. Am, I, am I
2: lying? Am I lying? Right. Am I lying? Am I lying? This man is Why? just Not sitting lying. in
1: Detroit, yeah. just just minding his business right now. Ten eleven
2: So, <laughs> so he didn't win a game before Sean McVay, uh-huh. and then he gets traded to Detroit and spends like three months still ain't winning games. <laughs> But you go it was all, was,
1: it was all Jared's fault. No, I just mean, just clearly something changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. a quink dink yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> no. Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow, Will, I'm going to ask you this, because I, I, I've asked my NFL guys this, I'm going to ask both of you guys this. What do you think is more probable, the Matt Stafford uh-oh moment or – the Joe Burrow carrying a team to victory moment. What the hell
2: is this? What kind of interview is this? I'm just saying, bro. Like, Joe Which Burrow doesn't have any uh Like, he don't have no uh-oh moments. I haven't
1: seen He's him in the last uh-ohed. three weeks. Last he three ha- weeks, I haven't seen him.
2: Well, how many uh-oh moments have you seen from Stafford?
1: Shout out to Joukowsky Tart. Uh,
2: how many How many did you see from Stafford? I brought that up. Uh, uh, tar- don't bring up tart with him. Got really Yeah, yeah, mad yeah. At me. You see how you made answer got the question, really right? mad at me But, mad but right I enough. answered the question the first time. How many uh oh moments has Joe Burrow had? I haven't seen a lot. No, you saw. You just don't remember it because yeah, you you're mind. so stuck yeah. to the to the narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, trying I, to change the narrative. I, I should have warned you. I'm a prisoner of my body. Ba- I part. already knew what was happening. Yeah, you can't break right. it. you <laughs> came back from a ten point deficit in the fourth quarter and, uh, against a playoff team that's beaten him six times in a row. Y'all to my uh oh moments. Just saying. There's don't been with, a lot of uh oh moments that you, don't, can't, don't, yeah, yeah, you can't tell. Yeah, yeah, went to Tampa Bay and beat the goat in his own house with the trophy sitting next to him. Y'all like Gentleman Matt yeah.
1: Montana apparently oh, is, is quarterbacking the LA Rams. How many touchdowns he throw for? All right, LZ, but he a, ain't nothing. It's been, it's okay, been, it's
2: been a pleasure. See, this
5: is what happens. You, see, you bring up talk, the
2: interview's over. Right, then, <laughs> man <laughs> LZ, Man <laughs> threw for forty some touchdowns. they like going, but what about the uh oh, oh moment? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, now I want to I'm talk t- more about I black stuff. Now, see I, I, see, I needed to get the train back <laughs> on. LZ will Matt for light skinned? I'm fighting for him.
1: Oh my god! And that's where we will end it. Will LZ the recount make? sure you guys are tapping in. Thank you so much. I appreciate you Thank you, brother. Thanks for having it. When we come back, we will hear from Indianapolis Colts defensive end Quan Muhammad, and of course, he played under, now, Bears head coach Matt Iverflus, right here on the Full Goal Podcast.
0: This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans in Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Once COVID happened, I was just like, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com.
1: Hey, this is Lance Briggs. You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff. All right, we're live here, Radio Row, Super Bowl 56 at LA Convention Center, The Full Go podcast with Jason Goff. Of course, The Ringer and Spotify is the gang. We are joined now by Quan Muhammad, defensive end for the Indianapolis Colts by way. Well, New Jersey's finest. We should start there, <laughs> there ladies you go. and gentlemen. The Chicago Bears, they hire Matt Eberfluss. And <laughs> yeah, and then. You're going to jump right into it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you ain't yeah. going to waste no time. Nah, nah, forget the pleasantries, man. You know, <laughs> uh, defensive coaches and them getting head coaching gigs as the Bears fans are trying to figure out right now how. Matt Eberflus is going to affect Justin Fields. I'm trying to figure out how this defense is going to look. Obviously, you go from 30 front to a 40 front in the transition. Uh, you know, you're in sub packages quite often. Right. What is Matt Eberflus in terms of a defensive mind? He's not going to be calling the play. He's got a defensive coordinator to do that. But what kind of philosophy do you think Bears fans are going to have to get used to seeing every Sunday?
6: Well, it's, it's definitely a fast tempo. Run to the ball, upfield. Um, definitely emphasize stopping the run, then rush the quarterback. Of course, getting off the field, but most importantly, just running sideline to sideline. Like we play fast, and you know they got you know they run stunts up front or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so of uh, it allowed a, the the linebackers to run free and it, it actually direct the ball to where it need to go. But um, it's just a fast, fast, fast pace. You know, emphasize that everybody you know run to the ball, and you know he's he's real big on takeaways. Mm-hmm. So. You know, usually with, with, with the defense that they run, you know, um, or that he he, he emphasizes, um, you need eight D linemen. You need eight D linemen, and uh, they got to be ready to go. Yeah. So, you know, I don't really know, you know, how they going to go about it or right, what exactly right. he's going to do, who he's going to bring in or right. how he's going go to go about the whole situation. But I know he's going to bring some juice and, and and look forward to them, you know, being a great defense, you know, he, he's a great guy, and, and I love him.
1: When's your deal up? <laughs> I mean, you know, Chicago, I'm a, I'm a Chicago people. Oh, see, there it is. Right, ladies and gentlemen, agent. we can go ahead and announce it right now. That Kwon Muhammad's going to be a Chicago Bear <laughs> at some point here. Uh, congratulations once again on the, the, the up-and-coming you know, stardom because you, you got your five sacks right. this last year. Six. Uh, six. I'm sorry. I, I was good. looking at that incentive. I was looking at that incentive <laughs> yeah, to be yeah, honest yeah, with yeah. you. I, I know about the incentive, the 100 grand yeah, yeah, that yeah. you got on sack four and then sack it's five. Six, of six, court. Six,
6: six, you hit another incentive, but you know, they ain't yeah. talk about it, but it's all good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> it's, you know, they, they ain't got to talk about it. We're
1: yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, good. The, the defense. Um, a lot of people think that that style of defense the NFL is kind of caught up to. In terms of the counterpunches, when you're when you're playing a heavy zone scheme, and Chicago Bears fans have seen it before with Lovey Smith playing that two deep, you know, two high safeties, and you know, not blitzing a whole lot, and allowing uh, quarterbacks at some point to take too many bites of the apple, you turn them over, and you you keep it going the other way. What do you say to the people who think that style of defense is kind of uh, is not passe in the NFL world? Well,
6: to be honest, if, and if I'm not mistaken. That style of defense is the same defense that Iba Floos runs or whatever. It's the same thing. Four or three defense or whatever the case is. They believe, you know, rushing the passer and getting to the quarterback before and, uh, you know, doing whatever they need to do in the coverage from, from a coverage standpoint. Mm-hmm. But like I said before, I, I think it's a great defense. I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it works as long as you got the right guys up front mm-hmm. getting after the quarterback. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, That's what it's about. The rotation
6: got to be really, really important on 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 a, on a front end, end and the back end. Mm. So as long as you got the right guys, that's going to go out there and play fast or whatever the case may be. It works. It works.
1: So, so at the introductory press conference, we found out that Matt Eberflus is an acronym guy. Yeah. Uh, yes. he, hit you, he hit us, well, no pun intended, with the HITS acronym. Yeah. Uh, did you hear that uh, often in defensive
6: meetings? You hear it a lot. You hear it a lot. That's all you hear. The, 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 the HITS principle... <laughs> You know, and
1: uh He scared some I'm gonna be honest with you, he scared some vets. I know it for a fact. He scared some vets when he when at the press definitely, conference he in, mentioned in, in the biggest that you better have your track shoes because you're gonna you, be running.
6: You're gonna be running. <laughs> it start it start with the H hustle. And you gonna hustle in practice, you're gonna hustle in the game, and he have a loaf tracker. He have a loaf tracker.
1: How many loafs you get last year?
6: I don't get a lot of loafs. I don't get a lot of loafs. <laughs> we got a ninety percent club. Something that um he put in place every oh, yeah? game. What's that? It's the it's the all-hustle team. You gotta make the all-hustle team. And and that means, you know, it it is it's according to how many snaps you played in the game. Right. And usually, you know, you'll make it if you get like two, three loafs, depending mm. on how many snaps you, you you play. But uh he's serious about it. And he talk about it every day, every practice, every game, every week. And that's just what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it so ain't gonna go away.
1: Do you think um, you know, a lot of guys go from coordinator to coach and it's it's a grand scale, right? You gotta be right. more of a CEO of a team as opposed to being the head of a unit or the head of a side of the football. What about his personality? Do you think will enable him to do this job uh, to the degree that he did it as a defensive coordinator? Because you you know you got veto power over everything, You, you play calling, you know maybe what's going to happen to the offensive side of the ball. Like what about Matt Eberflus? Should Bears fans know going into this thing? If you love the game of football, you won't have no issue with him
6: because he's serious about the game of football. He love the game of football, and he's all about winning. He's all about doing things the right way. He's all about consistency. Um, he's all about practicing what he's preach. Um, mm-hmm. And he won't ask you to do nothing that he ain't never seen done before. He won't ask you to do nothing that's out of the ordinary. You know, anything he asks of any of his players or whatever is is, is all about, you know, team collective and everybody being on the same page and, and winning. Mm. And um, it's consistent. It's not like, you know, usually some teams or whatever, y'all coming at the beginning of the year or y'all coming to camp and y'all got a, y'all got this philosophy. And y'all put it in place or whatever, and that's the last time you hear it. Hmm. This dude is preaching the same thing every day. So I mean, I, I I love him as a person. I love him as a coach. I mean, he's a football guy. I'm a football guy. So I mean, we get along perfectly. I'm a, I'm gonna miss him. Hmm. You know, I'm definitely gonna miss him.
1: Um, I mean, you don't have to miss him. You're gonna be in the locker
6: room. I, I, don't, with you. I mean, I don't I don't know what's gonna go. go I don't know what's <laughs> gonna happen. You know, I'm gonna be honest. with you. just free right, no, agency get a little you. crazy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, how's that feeling? Yeah. I feel great about it. I'm not going to speak too much on it. I don't want to rub nobody the wrong way. I love the horseshoe. I love Indy. You yeah, know, they right. gave me a great opportunity sure. to to pit me where I'm at now, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, you know, hopefully I'll be back with them and, uh, you know.
1: See what happens next.
6: If not, you know, they always have a special... Uh, Spot
1: in my heart. Oh, know? look at that. Look so, at that. It's hey, all good. This is, it's all who, love. this is a man who's broken up with people before, hey, right hey, there. Look, <laughs> it's, it's all love, man. Hey, baby, it's, 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 hey, all love. Uh, I know that I love you, baby. See, one, <laughs> one thing about
6: this right here, right? When they come out of free agency, it's business. It ain't personal. 100%. Yeah, I've
1: not, I've not seen this man smile as much as he just did just now. Uh, so, this game, Super Bowl 56, Bengals versus the Rams. I made my pick already. I'm Don't sleep going. on
6: the Bengals. I picked the Bengals. Don't sleep on them. I picked the Bengals. It's the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. Don't sleep on them. Why like, why the you game, say that? The game could go either way. G- so you picking Bowl. the Bengals? I ain't picking
1: nobody, man. I ain't oh, getting oh, caught up.
6: On. I'm not getting caught up in that. Yeah.
1: You gotta pick somebody, bro. Um like who all right, so you you're a defensive lineman. Right, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd is edge rushers. Then you got the Bengals boys, DJ Reader and those guys. And you, know, you, got, you, got my, you got my man. Uh, uh, Sam Hubbard is out there as well. Who uh, Trey
6: Hendrickson. Oh, Trey is nasty. Trey nasty. Yeah. yeah. Same draft class. We both was in New Orleans together. Oh, I like okay. Trey. But, you know, they got some OGs over there. <laughs> the Rams, a lot of yeah. OGs, you yeah. know, so. I'm be honest with you. It's a, it's a combination of experience. But them young boys over there, Bengals, they they hungry. They hungry. So the Rams, they gotta come play. They gotta come play. They got a lot of superstars over there. The superstars gotta be superstars. Mm-hmm. Big moment, big stage, make plays. Yes. You know so. what I'm saying? Consistently and it ain't gonna and the game ain't over. It's 0 zero zero on the clock, so Sounds like,
1: feels like you're picking the Bengals on. me We see what happens. Feels like you picking Quan. I mean, you
6: said it. I ain't say it.
1: Quan, <laughs> thank you so much for your time, man. No Appreciate no doubt. the Matt Eberflus information that you're oh, giving yeah. us. And uh And continue success. Stay healthy, man. And you know, maybe we'll see you in Chicago sometime we soon. See happens, <laughs> we see what happens, man. We see what happens. Quan Muhammad right here on the Full Go Podcast. Appreciate you, brother. We are live from the LA Convention Center, side of Super Bowl 56, the week of the Super Bowl. This is my, I've been telling people, this is only my second time in LA, Adrian. So um, I'm I'm learning, you know, how to move, how to travel here in the the great city of Los Angeles. I'm also learning that anybody could be an Uber driver here in the city of Los Angeles because nobody knows where they're going and I appreciate that, but you made it here. And if you're wondering who I'm talking to is seven time Pro Bowler, 2012 MVP four-time All-Pro and a, a man who brought many a nightmare to me as a Chicago Bears fan. Uh, year after year, he known as Purple Jesus back in the day, Adrian Peterson joins us here on the Fogo Podcast. Adrian, pleasure. Thank you, man, for jumping hey, in with us.
4: No problem, man. Pleasure is mine. Thanks for having me.
1: All right, so, one we got to talk about rebalance, you know, the, the natural supplement yep. built to optimize physicality and get you through your day, help you with your workout. Um, I If I'm going to take workout advice from anybody, uh, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be you, the ageless wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been stories about this man's handshake, and I uh, I just experienced it for the first time, <laughs> and, and I will be recuperating on my own uh, for, for a while, for the next, you know, a couple hours after this interview. But tell me about rebalance, man.
4: Yeah, so... Uh, It's a product that I've been using uh, for a couple weeks now. It's a new company called Rebalance, and um, they have uh, natural supplements. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a natural supplement system that help optimize the physical and mental performance, whether it's at work or in the gym or at home. Um, And I love it because it's all natural. Mm -hmm. It's all natural ingredients. Um, The the magic behind it is, is that it helps balance your cortisol throughout the day, mm. you know? So it's just three pills you take. You take one in the morning for the energy, relax in the, in the evening, and then uh, continue with the dream catcher. So when when that stage is set where you're able, cause like we live in a high stress environment these days, right. you know? Right. So a lot of people have high uh, cortisol yeah. levels. Yeah. So it helps balance the cortisol levels. So that way your body naturally, naturally produce more testosterone, uh, more human growth hormones okay. and more hormones that helps with just wellness and with that you you see the the increase in strength uh, muscle gain um, just recovery time and it's been amazing it's, it's been amazing for me because I don't really put a lot in my body and since I've, since I've been trying it I've been able to notice oh, the, the difference you know so okay. I've been telling people hey you trying to get your mojo back or like me I'm, I'm trying to continue to master my mojo you need to uh, you need to check it out and I just want to put out there that people can can do more research and they can pre-order. They can go to rebalancehealth.com mm-hmm. um, to find out more. But it's been it's, it's been tremendous for me, man. It's been tremendous for me. And I, I believe in it. So that's why I'm here talking about it. I yeah, believe in it.
1: Yeah, you mentioned your mojo. And I saw uh, the, the the movement of the mojo in some of the, the press notes. Uh, and mojo was, was highlighted, yeah. right? So yeah. I can appreciate that. You can learn more about Rebalance and pre-order <laughs> their products now by visiting rebalancehealth.com. How does your nutrition... And diet and all those things coming to play from the time you were at at Oklahoma to the time now where you're 34, 35, 36 years old at the end of your NFL career. I can only imagine because you're one of the last bell cow kind Mm -hmm. of running backs. Now it's more of a back-by-committee situation around the NFL. Um, What changed as your NFL career progressed in terms of how you maintained your body? Because we see a lot of young players getting OG knowledge from guys, you know, get your rest, get your Mm -hmm. massages, get your your therapy and all that other stuff. But when you came in the game, was it still that
4: kind of recipe? Or is this the new technology kind of taking things to another level? Yeah, the new technology is taking it to a totally different level. You know, but even when I came in, Hell, it was it was guys. I had some OGs in there that, that hooked me up and put me on game. You know, like I, I was able to use people that Randy Mouse had used when he was there. Right, right, you know, right, So right. Uh, they took me on their wings, and uh, it's like as far as like recovery and you know doing those little things that helps your body bounce back. And um, so like when I first got there, I started doing rawing, and a lot of people they would be like, "What is that?" But it, what it does, it breaks down the body fascia. And it allows like your 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 um your muscles to shrink, lengthen back out, mm-hmm. uh, increase blood flow and all that. And um, so like doing that, doing the sports stretching, all those little things, I've always did that. Now, when it came to the nutrition part of it, um, I, I really you know I was, with being younger, I was able to take advantage of it. But you know later on in my career, you know I just became more mindful of it. Like, hey, what are you putting in your body, you know, and what effects do it have? Like that when they say you are what you eat, like that's real. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's real. the truth. Yeah. And I um, mean, you know, so during that time, as I'm making that transition, and I was able to notice like the things that I put in my body, like I'm able to, I'm able to see the results that I'm able to do, not even not even just on the field, but just in life in general and just, just how I'm feeling. You know, so um, you know, since that point I just always been like just conscious and conscious of what I'm putting in my body what I'm eating, you know, don't get me wrong, I still eat my soul food from time to time, you know, but I'm more focused on putting healthy things into my body fucking so I can have that longevity not only in playing football but in life because that's, 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 that's what it's all about. Speaking of, uh, how long
1: are you going to do this? You got four weeks worth of run in this last season with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, what's what's next for Adrian Peterson? Is it, you know, just waiting for a back to go down? Is it waiting for training caps to open back up? Like what, what what's the next part for what is undoubtedly a Hall of Fame career and one of the best careers we've seen in this modern generation of running backs. Yeah, you know, for me, you know,
4: I just can't en- envision myself you know ending the career the way that it that it ended in seattle yeah you know um on ir and, and I, I can't see that happening you know so my the perfect storm for me would just to be have to be able to have the ability to have opportunity so getting invited to a training camp and going and going from there you know i've mm-hmm. always been about competition and um uh, you know just going out there and, and seeing if you can you know you can make the team and if i get the, if i'm granted an opportunity I'll definitely be playing again, and if for whatever reason that doesn't happen, and it's another situation where I'm waiting, then you know, I'm gonna make sure I stay in shape and uh, you know take advantage of the opportunity because I, I know that I can still go play, I can still go play this game. So it's not like I'm out there trying to steal money or I'm out there just going through the motion you know. I uh, <laughs> no, I don't think anybody suspects you know, that when you know. Adrian Peterson shows
1: up to a training camp you know, going so, through the motions. You
4: know, so um, because of that. I know that you only to get to do this one time, right. you know? So when I'm 45 years old and I'm looking back, I'll be able to say, you know what, you know, I gave it everything I had, you know, and I enjoyed it and I, I quit and, and I mean, I retired on, on my terms. I didn't care what everyone else had to say because it, 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 it didn't matter, you know? So I, I was able to end it on my own terms.
1: You mentioned the Minnesota years with Randy Moss and, and, and Eric enemy. right? Like the, I, as I'm 41, so I watched Eric Biennami at the University of Colorado, right? And Eric was a bad, bad man, yeah. right? And it's a San Diego Charger, bad man. Then he gets the running backs gig in Minnesota and, you know. Obviously having you as, as a player, you know, that highlights his coaching situation. I used to, I remember the times where he would talk about, you know, ball security and all the things that were going on during your career. Yeah. Now he is a member of the Kansas City Chiefs and the offensive coordinator. And a lot of guys have been getting gigs. Before the Brian Flores thing, Eric Bienemy was the name that kept coming up. Like, why isn't this guy getting the gig? Why are offensive coordinators around the league passing him up? When you look at that situation and knowing who Eric Bienemy is, um, is, do you think that at some point we're going to see him in a head coaching role?
4: Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, I definitely feel like at some point he he will get that that opportunity. Um, I mean, I knew in, in in Minnesota when he was coaching us in the running back room, I was like this this shit, this guy right here is you know <laughs> he way too advanced for just the running back room. Yeah, you know. Um, so I knew
1: that what, what things were highlighted In those conversations Or discussions Where you're like Yeah this ain't this ain't just The running backs coach that I'm he, he
4: was just so He was just so detail. He was so detailed And he demanded So much from us like um, he would go over everything, like, it, it wasn't just running back specific, you know what I'm saying, specific. He, he went over the offensive line, what the quarterback is doing, what the reads, what the receiver, what routes they're running, like, he knew everything within it. And then, um, you know, he actually, I forgot what year it was, we actually ended up um, stepping in as the offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and we were like, we were rolling, we were balling when he, when he took over as well, and I think that's when people really seen, okay. And this guy got something different, you know. Yeah. So, like, I've, I've been shocked that he hasn't got that opportunity. Uh, but you know, in the, the lead that we are, you know, in right now, I, I see, I can, I see why that opportunity hasn't presented itself. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying. So, you know, God's willing that that change. You know, we get more coaches. Uh, you know, that's in the position. They can step up and, you know, speak out and and, and bring it to light. And they're they're doing that. Um, so I'm hoping it happens soon for them. Your time
1: in the NFC Central slash North. Chicago Bears fans watch you, and of course, you, you broke Walter Payton's record against San Diego Chargers. I believe it was 297. Yards. I'll never forget the time where you almost broke it on Soldier Field, and you were purple Jesus for four quarters, and then mm-hmm. right at the end of the fourth quarter, they kicked the ball to you. I didn't even know you were doing kickoff returns. They put you in the game, threw you back there, kickoff return. Um, your time going up against the Bears, for all the Bears fans listening right now listening through tears, uh, your time versus the Bears, whether it be at Soldier Field or at Triple H Dome. What, what What are your most fond memories playing against the Chicago?
4: Bears? You know what? Um, playing in that stadium. You know, like I knew what I was going to get. I knew I was going to get a tough, hard-nosed defense. They were going to be bringing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's the one thing that I really loved and appreciated about playing against Chicago, especially there at, at home. I'm gonna play this for my guys, Lance Briggs and Olin Cruz, when I get back to the crib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> when we first played them. I, they had to run out to the left, and they chased me down bridge. You know, hit me, and then Lacker wow, crushed me right, and they dropped me for like a loss or two. And um, you know, I think Erlacher like I said, something smart. You know, made a little smarter come in some. I mean, I proceeded to run through there, but I didn't, you know. (laughs) But that um, Chicago, you know, that Soldier Field uh, Stadium is my favorite stadium to play in. Really? Like, the only thing I don't like about it is... The turf? Yeah, the turf. The high ground. But for whatever reason, I always ran good on it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, But I just love the feel, you know. Uh, It was always special to me because I used to play with uh chicago 85 all the time okay you know all I mean, right. that's yeah. all the time yeah. so you know guardable walter Payton fan too all and right. the home of sweetness and everything like that so playing there yeah, um I always meant a little more to me
1: yeah all right so as we wrap it up here super bowl 56 you got joe Mixon on one side cam Akers, sony michelle on the other side the running game is still important it's not as highlighted as it used to be when you were a young young running back um do you think the running game is going to come into play here?
4: And if so, who got the advantage? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to come into play. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say who got the advantage, but I'm going with. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. You you're picking Cincinnati yeah. to win? Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Cincinnati. As am I? The, the run. The run. Okay, the run game. Um, you know, I think my boy Joe Mixon been balling. He's been balling and then Oklahoma we got all the other Oklahoma tie there P Ryan he been stepping in, you know doing this thing too. So they got a they got a nice group of backs there mm-hmm. um, That really has helped them be successful throughout the you know throughout this this uh, this season and the postseason Um and don't, don't get me wrong like the Rams acres being back mm-hmm. has changed the dynamic of that team as well but I think I think they got the edge when it comes to uh to uh, the run game. All
1: right. Adrian Peterson, thank you so much for dropping by the Full Goal Podcast. Uh, Rebalance, make sure you guys uh, go out. You can learn more about Rebalance and pre-order their products now by visiting rebalancehealth.com. You can make a move on your mojo, right? Get your mojo Get back. Get your mojo you... back right. Yes, yes sir.
4: It's <laughs>
1: That's all the time we have for episode 62 of the Full Go Podcast with Jason Goff. The next time you hear from us, it'll be after the Super Bowl. And we'll be doing a live green room, Spotify green rooms or where it's at. John Yastrzemski from the New York, New York Podcast and me, Jason Goff from the Full Go Podcast, will be with you directly after the Super Bowl to talk about the winners and, of course, the losers and the halftime show, the prop bets, the commercials, the snacks you had, all those fun things and much, much more. So make sure you tune in to Sunday day's podcast as always the full goal voicemail line is open for you at 773-359-3103 that's 773-359-3103 thank you to our production staff of jesse lopez the shadowy figure known as steve saruti and of course my main man chris Tannehill for the fellas i'm jason goff thanking you for listening downloading subscribing sharing rating reviewing all the things that you do for this podcast we genuinely appreciate it as always we leave you with this Take care of each other and be safe out there.
5: Thank you for listening
0: to my daddy. It's the full go, baby! Okay, bye!
2: There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit Honda.com slash prologue to learn
3: more. This episode is brought to you by State Farm.